0: in Welcome to Head to Table. It's the tabletop RPG game design podcast where two friends come together. Every episode, we make a brand new RPG for you, and then we play test it out as well. I am the nation's sweetheart, Tom Rawson, and I'm the the nation's you know forgot about cranky old <laughs> uncle.
1: Yeah, best best forgot about cranky old uncle. Uh, Tom Snowden. Hey Tom, he how should... you doing? Get off my damn lawn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how's it going today
1: uh good thanks yeah uh we played a couple of rpgs over the weekend uh, oh what did you play uh mostly mostly the dungeons under the dragons but also numenera actually which was which was good uh managed to uh to finally banish the got me back to the back to the abyss oh thank god Oof. i know it's caused a lot of troubles all around decay Trying to get married to Aramacryles. For uh,
0: for a giant fungi, she's (laughs) (laughs) hellbent on the destruction of the material realm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Tom, enough of that. It's time to make an episode. But first of all, I have a Tom and Tom's Game Nomicon for you. Oh, yeah. Do it. Uh, So there's a concept I want you to explain to our listeners that might not be familiar. Tom, can you explain the idea, the mechanic of advantage and disadvantage?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, Advantage and Disadvantage, I think, originate with uh, with uh, 5th Edition Dungeons & Dragons, which is an incredibly popular role-playing game. I'm sure you've all heard of it. Um, uh, in which, instead of rolling uh one d20 to determine whether an action is successful or unsuccessful you roll two and if you have advantage you take the higher of the two dice uh, and if you have disadvantage you take the lower of the two dice uh and i think kind of it's fallen into parlance just to mean that general mechanic uh in every kind of dice mechanic setting
0: so now people just say advantage (laughs) for everything right fantastic tom thank you for explaining that well tom i've got an idea for a game i would like to design uh, an initial brief for us to get going with here and tom do you like tombs
1: um i mean that's an odd question i've not really been in many tombs no i think probably not they seem like pretty drab places
0: ah shit does not like
1: uh well
0: okay how about raiding
1: you mean like where you set up one of your hard drives in a in a particular backup configuration?
0: No, I mean like going somewhere and kind of, you know, looting it and you know, just making right. a big old mess.
1: Again, it seems pretty uncouth. You know, not it's not really called for
0: behavior, is it? I mean Oh, Tom, it sounds like you're really not going to enjoy <laughs> this episode because I really want to make a game uh, about Lara Croft slash Indiana Jones-style tomb raiding, about going exploring for ancient artefacts.
1: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. All right, I think we can do that. Uh, various, you know, colonial complexities of the history of tomb
0: raiding set aside, Yeah, that. certainly. I think we'll, we'll focus more on... Um, yeah, areas of perhaps English mythologists say, and less of the, the horrible atrocities of, of people just looting the tombs of ancient civilizations. Ah, uh, Lord Elgin. <laughs> I must say, I'm glad to find him at this game, because I loved watching the Indiana Jones films as a kid, uh, playing the Tomb Raider games, and I've kind of been disappointed by how little tombs they've been in the modern age like you don't really see much in the news about you know oh this explorer found a a sacred booby trapped site hiding the gemstones of a Cairo or something it's all just kind of you know worst case scenario they just find a, a crypt somewhere and there's a skeleton in it it's not very exciting so this is going to be our chance to to finally let our dreams come true that's
1: true that is true i mean do you think the kind of tombs with booby traps I mean it, I I know very little about the history of of tomb raiding. Were were there like enough were there like were there significant numbers of booby traps
0: in in tombs? So I guess there must have been some very basic traps just kind of to deter grave robbers, right? yeah I know they did a lot of like
1: engraving of uh, of like entrances to the pyramids with various curses yeah uh, and then just laying down massive granite slabs which is <laughs> that'll do you know. the trick just
0: as well <laughs> yeah uh, a fiendish trap <laughs> <laughs> ah, a large they got block do stone eh <laughs> hmm so if you had the chance let's say uh, you are dead you with me so far uh, yeah, I'm already imagining it. Let's say you're dead. And finally, say- <laughs> getting getting
1: some well-earned rest.
0: <laughs> you're getting the eternal ah, sleep. Kick my feet up. <laughs> and just before you died, you'd managed to accrue billions of pounds through your tabletop RPG empire. Oh, God, but now I'm dead and it all means nothing. Okay, well, true, but <laughs> you get to now design some kind of uh, gauntlet to guard your wealths beyond death. Uh, how would you go about it? Wow. Uh
1: that is an interest so how would I so I think I think I would I think I'd start with graph paper, like I do with all designs of dungeons. Yeah. Uh good idea. um, Lay out some (laughs) lay out some zones, maybe put in some some things, roll some random encounter tables. See what I I want to put in. (laughs) Room two is definitely vampire. Uh God knows what he's doing there, but he's there. (laughs) I've
0: decided to wait here for a thousand years. (laughs) <laughs> um
1: I guess, I guess I'd just sort of maybe I'd maybe start with a sort of general overall theme. So, Ooh, so yeah. like, like, maybe my theme might be spikes. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, a classic. Yeah, yeah, like wall spikes, uh, shooty spikes, um. <sighs> hard drive spikes the character Uh, spike
0: from buffy the vampire slayer that's that's the vampire that's in room two (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 a clear theme i like it i'm glad Uh, that you've got some you know energy to do this tom because not enough people nowadays just bother creating booby trap tombs upon their death i mean it it's
1: definitely cost right i mean it it seems like it
0: seems like it's pretty expensive, like getting a, through a normal funeral. Yeah, so I, I spend all my money on like an amazing crypt, and at the end of it, it's like sorry, like this is all that's left, and it's just like a fiver, like crammed into an urn.
1: Yeah, not just for like the last will and testament here, but you know, it's like the you get to the the wake, and it's the wake of a billionaire, um, <laughs> and it's just you know, pineapple and cheese on a on a, on a yeah. uh, cocktail
0: stick. <laughs> But in front of the entrance to a grand dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Dare you enter? <laughs> Before he died, Sir Richard Branson had commissioned the Virgin Tomb. A Sererac Branson. Tomb of Annihilation. I think if I was making a tomb. So the idea, right, is you want to design your gauntlet and your pu- puzzles in such a way that only a certain kind of person can do it. Like, only those that you deem worthy get your treasure.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I kind of figure the, the way is that you just don't want anyone getting in.
0: Uh, no, no, no. Like, think at the end of Indiana Jones 3, right? Like, there's deliberate trials uh, and puzzles okay. there. Like, If I didn't want anyone to get in, obviously it would just be constant uh, machine guns. But you leave a puzzle when you want to get someone through. And I think, who would I want to have my fortune? I guess... I guess I'd want to fund like like a student, help pay their student loans. <laughs> so, maybe, so maybe my puzzle is just I've, I've, <laughs> I've hired like a council worker to work in my crypt who you just have to bring him like a proof of enrollment and like a, a bank statement or something and then he'll stamp it and then you get to go through and like get some of my Roll. gold.
1: So you basically just set up like an admin office. Yeah. The, entr- th- the entrance to your tomb. The greatest and most fiendish puzzle of them all. Exactly. <laughs> Have you filled in form to
0: be? Only those pure of heart
1: can get through my merciless
0: bureaucracy.
1: I do like this idea. I do like the idea of uh, of like one of the one of the rooms just being a bureaucratic nightmare. <laughs> just
0: Kafka esque tomb. Well, Tom. That sounds very good. Now let's make a game. So, <laughs> one thing I was first of all thinking, you could kind of split this up quite nicely into three little sections that I think really help uh, capture that whole the whole spirit of what I want to get across with this game. And I call it the research phase. We're kind of like doing some background investigation. It's everything you do before you uh, cross the frontier into the the tomb, right? It's uh, all the investigation you're doing. I I see that as some kind of the more you invest in that, perhaps you're, like, you know, gaining uh, dice or something that you can use to help you later on in the tomb, but maybe too much of that is, you know, you're drawing too much attention to yourself, maybe, you know? Attention Uh, from what? Oh, you know, like uh, an evil order of knights that's been (laughs) devoted to (laughs) making sure the tomb is is well-guarded for all eternity, that sort of thing. I see. I see. Okay. Or just... um, hm revenue you know this person hasn't paid their inheritance tax obviously because they've just hidden it all in a tomb they really need to get it so they can claim their 50 percent or whatever
1: yeah there is that stuff as well like in the uk if you if you find like some hidden hoard 50 percent goes to the landowner so
0: really yeah what why why i just buying land and starting to dig it up this seems like such a better use of my time than blooming science yeah i mean
1: tom land owning for a very long time has been a fairly good investment <laughs> Okay, it's all a big secret trick, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much the division of the Commons. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> bring back the digger movement. <laughs> Someone needs to write about this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's phase one. Phase two then is is the actual tomb. It's um you know battling the traps in some way. It's getting from the front door to the final big treasure chest full of the idol of Gamon Chow or something. Okay, uh, and then finally it's the escape, right? It's that thrilling. Run being oh. chased by the, the rolling boulder kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, I like
1: that. I like that, yeah. So I think stages, like, two and three are going to be where the main action is, right? Like, mm, I think I think so. stage one is maybe, like, a little bit of initial, like, yeah, like, a little bit of prep. And maybe you get some clues about stages two and three,
0: but... Exactly, yeah. I'm saying is that good research, and mostly it is sort of flavour and narrative building, but good research and preparation could be rewarded with, like, a, a pool of dice, which is perhaps your, like, your preparation dice Mm. which perhaps once you're in the tomb you can draw on that pool if you know you haven't rolled high enough to surpass some um obstacle you can take dice then from that pool so so yeah i I do really like this
1: but but i I kind of can we can we sort of keep the the actual raiders side of the mechanics fairly simple because i think think actually what the cooler bit of this is to my mind at least Mm. is the generation of the tomb now like what I'd really like to do is get some Ooh. cool mechanics for like for like maybe having some tables or like some some methods, whether it's cards or dice, for generating like a cool tomb that has like certain like randomly generating one that has certain traps or encounters
0: yes. within it. Yes, that's a good idea. That you never quite know what you're getting into. Okay. Let's talk about that then. So we want a way of generating a spooky tomb yeah that isn't just roll a die and refer to a table right so what's an interesting and original way we can do this well maybe i was just thinking because
1: like i was thinking about the research thing and the idea of wanting to 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 have certain things revealed by by mm. doing the research at the start and i was thinking what about if, if we have the tomb be cards somehow whether that's tarot or playing cards okay um and have it that you know you have a certain number to get to the to the heart of the tomb uh, and they represent sort of Certain things that you encounter on on the way, but you can flip a certain number of them at the start, depending on what your research is, so you get to know what you 're going to have to get over uh, in those ones
0: no, okay it 's like you know nathan drake 's journal where he 's got notes in advance that he 's prepared for the, the puzzle
1: yeah, so you might you might choose to go ahead and buy a grappling hook or some other thing else to to, to navigate it in advance okay
0: um, yeah i 'm up for this I, I can definitely imagine where you have a grid on the table, where now and then you reach a certain dead end or you have to go around another way or something. I, I like the idea of sort of building out the map of the dungeon as we go.
1: Yeah. I think the trick here is to draw the cards and make the dungeon as you go. Yeah. And just have, like, just have one of the suits represent um, a dead end. Yes. And then, like, I, I like the idea of it being in two two ways. So, I, for example, let's say you you've, you're laying out the cards as you go, and let's say you have to go three sections deep. Like the yep. idea is that to get to the treasure you want, you have to get um you have to go three cards to the right of where you first laid the first card. you have to end up there and that'll be the heart of the dungeon, okay, so you're always trying to go left to right, but let's say you 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 reach the first room and then you know you encounter whatever the trap is there, and you draw the second card, and that is say um the dead end, yep, so then you have to go either up or down to get around this thing, yes, yeah, I see. I like that idea of that you have to always get three to the right uh, if you imagine the grid um, of your entrance room to get to, to, get to the treasure. Yeah. And then I quite like the idea of what you said of like having like another way back out. So like being in two phases. So maybe like the first way is you draw cards and that's you're encountering, your you're describing the original route in. Yes, uh, yeah. And how you draw the cards on the way in is like is like describing what the rooms are. In the first phase, and then you draw a second set of cards over when you're trying to get back out out of the same route that you came in, and that's like how the how the structure is like falling apart yes. or something. Yes, yes. When makes you're sense. when you're escaping.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right. Okay. that's what. So what can these suits represent? So if one of our suits is dead ends in some way, is is blocked space. Yeah.
1: I mean, we could do we could do two things. We could do we could do. Uh, we could associate the 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 number with an abstract concept like yeah. something like aces is something to do with fire like you know uh yeah yeah like twos are something to do with water and like earth like that kind of thing so like for example if if for example we said that that uh that clubs were the blocking one, that this means you can't get further. Yeah. And you encountered a two of clubs, that would mean you would be blocked by a flooded area, for example.
0: Yes, I'm with you. I, I quite I mean I don't
1: I don't hate that. So for example, like you said, so so if we said that clubs is is blocking. Yep. Yeah. And then maybe we could have one that is puzzle. Yeah, okay.
0: I like that. Do you have any idea which one would be a puzzle in this Um let's say spades for now. Hmm. Blocking puzzles. What else did you find? I'm trying. What happens?
1: Well, one of them. One of them has to be some kind of snakes. Oh God! (laughs) One of them is just dedicated to snakes.
0: (laughs) Oh no! It's an entire wall of snakes. Why does it have to be snakes, Tom? Help us! The natural glue in the area stuck us all together. I assume you mine glue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are just glue deposits veins of glue throughout the earth why are
1: there glue snakes what is this
0: now, what in, is this a tomb of there was an earthquake and a natural vein of underground glue like, oh seeped right through, yeah. seeped through into uh, the dungeon course. where all the snakes were and they've all been stuck against the wall okay
1: okay not snakes let's say one of these one of these should just be trap right so we have got puzzle and one of these should just be like trap yeah i agree uh, let's let that be hot and then what should we have for our third kind of thing that uh, maybe maybe it should be like like NPC of some description. Like maybe you wander into cultists or like some ancient knight of some strange order.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Let's say NPC. Or some kind of weird undead creature. NPC slash monster, I guess. Yes. Okay. So we've got uh, hearts, traps, diamonds, uh, NPC slash monster, spades are puzzles, and a club is some kind of blockage that is stopping you progressing. Mm-hmm perfect uh okay so should we should we go through the the actual numbers
0: on the cards and see if we can come up with with vague abstract kind of yeah it's the idea that like each of our keywords that correlates to the number should make sense for all four of them yeah well i mean i think i think it's up to the gm to kind of interpret what this what this
1: means yeah right?
0: i like the idea of having almost like a um like a, a tarot-esque you know exactly keywords help us think yeah
1: yeah yeah like some of them some of them could be really vague concepts yeah like you like you say like it might be just terror for example it Ooh, might just be like this is nice this is some like particularly horrifying like aspect of uh or it, it taps into your greatest fear so yeah for indie like you say it would be it would be those glued together snakes
0: <laughs> uh- <laughs> because indiana jones is terrified of glue i remember that <laughs> yeah I remember that bit in Indiana Jones 3 where he's captured by the baddies and they put, like, some super glue on his fingers and, like, press them together. And he's like, no! Oh, Why does it have weird? to be glue? Why is it always glue? <laughs> yeah. Terror is great. Let's put Terror down for one of them. Ace is Terror. I like it. How about Wisdom? Ooh,
1: interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to imagine how, how I would
0: block someone with Wisdom. but I, ama- I, think- I would imagine... Blocking with wisdom is—is that just a puzzle? Is that just—I mean, blocking
1: blocking has to be specifically a way that you are unable to uh, to progress. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, Maybe uh, like you know it's up to the GM to interpret it, and it could just be that if you're blocking with wisdom, you just say to the person like, "You see a very treacherous looking like kind of cliff face ahead, and you think better of it." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like you are wise enough to block yourself. Let's go, wisdom. So yeah, I mean, I think I think also alongside these more abstract things, maybe maybe we could also go for the elements as well. So maybe we should just stick three, four, five, six as
0: being fire, earth, water, air. I thought that, but then what are those NPCs other than just elementals? <laughs> well, maybe it could be like a. I suppose it's it could like could personality. Like... like fire is some sort of yeah. angry. yeah exactly
1: it could be be personality or it could be like that they're cultists of the flame or it could be that they're it could be all kinds of crazy things like it could be like the the knighted order of the of the holy flame or the (laughs) you know
0: any number of things right Yep. okay fire water earth air i've put those down okay cool how about poison Okay.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that is one we should should probably include. Mm-hmm. I, I hate poisonous people. I always I always yeah, get them I out of my life following the the instruction of Scientology.
0: <laughs> hey, don't eat me, bro! Don't eat me, you idiot! <laughs> well, all uh, well, this tomb red makes me hungry.
1: You've just got too many negative orgons coming off of you. You're a poisonous personality, and I refuse to be around you. Um, okay. How about, like, one that's, like,
0: trickster or tricky? Oh, okay. Um, tricks. <laughs> tricks. But how are you blocked by tricks? Mm,
1: maybe it's just, like, one of those things, like, one of those kind of magical scenarios where you think you head forward, but every oh, time you, yeah, you arrive back down the like corridor... Yeah, you, yeah.
0: I like that. Yeah. Okay, let's go with the trick, trickery. How about um sword sword okay cool i like it (laughs) how about pokemon just because i want to see how you deal with encountering pokemon like puzzles one of those like uh ice puzzles they make you do in pokemon trap is like you walk in front of someone like an, an exclamation mark appears above their head and it's like Sure, are a comfy <laughs> and easy to wear. I think I think Blockings trap, are I think, Snorlax. I think trap is just like
1: you you wander into a room and Ash Ketchum throws a just immediately throws a ball at you <laughs> yeah. and you end up Oh right, a new Pokemon! Oh <laughs> <laughs> Let me out! I'm I'm raiding this tomb.
0: Okay. Ten is Pokemon. Okay. I think the last three should be should be
1: especially like abstract in in some kind of way right like
0: (gasps) how about uh, space
1: yeah okay tom all right let's just (laughs)
0: let's
1: give up on my attempt to come up with (laughs) with much more abstract ones than
0: that abstract abstract um uh, rhombus (laughs) (laughs) um
1: how about regret Oh, you're so much better at this than me. <laughs> what coming up with abstract things? Yeah, regret is very good. I mean, we can we can take one of these other things. I like it would be quite fun to just have you know I enter the the dusty sand-filled tomb and and finally push open the stone block to realize i've just exited an airlock out (laughs) into into the inky black void of space
0: can we actually replace pokemon with space
1: We can have, we can have, do you, do you really
0: want to replace Pokemon space or do you want to, do you want to just have space? I just don't like the idea of every single time we play this, there being a Snorlax in the game. (laughs) You know, there, there are a lot of Pokemon. Also, have 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 you seen how quickly Nintendo brings down those like fan-made Pokemon games?
1: This is, this is true. That would be the end of Head
0: to Table. We are hiding this, this particular fan-made Pokemon game under several <laughs> layers of other of intellectual properties. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Pokemon <laughs> of Lara Croft's That's- tomb. That's the real trick to getting around copyright law is to <laughs> just, mix just make such a, a load of other ones.
1: Just make such a tangled web of legislation <laughs> that they'll never
0: be able to unpick. <laughs> Wait, who's, who's suing him? <laughs> Bulbasaur, it's time to digivolve. <laughs> okay, so we've just got Queen and King. Okay. How about Passion?
1: Ooh, yeah. So Queen is Passion or, yep. or Lust somehow. Or, and then what
0: should the. Okay how about domination
1: yeah i was thinking that or like overconfidence or something something like that that captures both of those like
0: type one personality problems (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i'm looking for yeah one word which means something like imposing or some some maybe just power yeah maybe just power i like it
1: Oh, but I keep I keep thinking of other great things that we should have in this list. Maybe we should get rid of fire. Well, let and water me hear one.
0: Let me let me hear them.
1: Prophecy.
0: Prophecy. Okay. Yep. Let's do it. Let's replace fire, water, earth, and air. Fire is number three. Is now prophecy. I want to hear okay. more of yours. You're really good at this. Uh. Okay. Uh. How about? Oh, I've got a good one. Suspicion. Okay. Yeah. Water is now suspicion. Earth is now. Um, how about judgment? or like justice i like judgment more judgment's good yeah Yeah, let's have judgment and then lastly we'll replace air with how about how about how about blindness yeah okay okay
1: so our, our list then goes ace is for terror two is for wisdom three is for prophecy four is for suspicion five is for judgment
0: Six is for blindness. Seven is for poison. Eight is for trickery. Nine is for swords. We <laughs> <laughs> can't believe we have swords in. All these like vague abstract terms. Sword. You find, yeah, I mean, the next you find one, sword. I mean, the next one is also fairly specific. Space. Oh, but you can argue that space has a lot of um, different interpretations. That is, that is true. Uh, Jack is regret. Queen is passion. And king is power. those last three are so fucking good. Yeah. You could argue sword's actually not that bad. Like, sword is still conflict. It's battle, right? There's a lot to draw from that.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Okay, Tom, so here's what I think happens. The player only ever um, is drawing their own map. They don't know exactly whether... It's up to them to, you know, keep a good record of where they're going. Okay. I reckon the early research part, like, good successful research... I reckon that gives you like a number of points in a pool. Like each time that you're deemed to have done some good preparation for the sake of the story, you get to add a point to the pool. And I reckon if you want to, perhaps you can spend that to either know perhaps either exactly what room you're in. Like it should be something to like help give them some information, right? Either like tell them exactly what the card is. Maybe it's that. Maybe if you're like, I don't really know what where I am. Maybe you spend a point and the GM has to show you the card. Like this is the room you're in okay okay i i like that so it's not it's not even an auto
1: success it just gives you some understanding of like what you're actually facing here yeah yeah okay perhaps cool does does that make sense to you yeah no definitely absolutely it does so i'm just imagining the game so i'm imagining that so i have i i have a starting room and then i have i have at least two blank rooms ahead of me and then i have where the the, the treasure is supposed to be or something right or three blank rooms yes between me and the idea is i have to get across the grid to this space and you don't tell me whatever i encounter i just you just describe what it is based upon the exactly the, the structure exactly. unless i spend a preparation point and then i get some information that will sort of help me figure out roughly what i'm facing so then i then i like i might know that what i'm facing here is a puzzle as opposed to a trap or mm. Uh, mm. might actually just be an outright block um
0: yeah to, precisely. My, to my
1: progress okay yeah i I really like that all that's left is the
0: escape part
1: yeah so i th- I think actually you just do it the same the same way. you just draw another set of cards over the top of the previous ones, but you interpret those as how the room is being is being destroyed, and it, like how the how the template or the the place you're in is being destroyed,
0: ah, oh, okay, so maybe when you discover the treasure, there's also another. There's another route out, not just the way you came, which you're well. No, I'm, I'm
1: imagining. I'm imagining it's the same route back, but you but you draw oh, that set oh, of cards yes, over the I'm top with of you. the I'm with over you. the top of the room, and it kind of adds on some other other degree of like why the uh, yeah, like why the escape is made harder. Like maybe some if you draw an NPC, maybe someone followed you in that wants to stop you and steal the treasure. Yes, um, yeah. If you draw blocking, maybe the room has like actually like. Uh, like partially collapsed for some, like you know, like uh, and it's is now impassable, and you're going to have to.
0: I love it, Tom. I think that's brilliant. And perhaps instead, there's like a there's a countdown to get out as well. Perhaps, like, perhaps, you see what I mean? Like the the thing about the escape, so we need to capture that sake of like you need to get out quick.
1: Well, maybe maybe we just do something like each failure when you're escaping, like in the game, like mm. each failure in once once you've reached so on the way in the the DCs of getting like or the difficulty of getting getting past certain challenges is always of a certain level like fairly set on uh, on the way out every time you fail that DC like increases or something to represent abstractly
0: an increasing level of pressure or threat yeah that makes sense i like that okay cool yeah i think that i think that fantastic works okay Tommy, so good now we've spent a lot of time designing this so like ideally if we had more time i'd probably think of a more bespoke way of encountering these rooms but because we haven't got much time do you want to just bolt what we have at the moment onto like uh, the D&D skill system okay like navigating yep. this are you okay to do that yeah absolutely and if we like uh, it yep. we can just keep it as like a, a D&D add-on and if we have more time we can return to it later today and sort of have another think about how exactly our, our skills work in these rooms right well I think we've talked about it enough Tom let's give it a go let's head to table all right pal let's do it And welcome back everybody It's time to play the game now um, We need a name for this game Tom Any ideas? Oh yeah, jeez
1: um, How about Since we can't have Tomb Raider How about just we just shift that B over And just call it Tom Braider On account of the fact we're both Toms I thought we were going to save that For our hairdressing simulator <laughs> That's a great idea Tom Tom <laughs> Yep, yeah, okay And next, another week, we will create a hairdresser simulator called Tom Brady. Tom
0: is very good. Raiders of the Lost Deck.
1: Deck Raiders. Yeah, not not bad. How about Uncarded Drake's
0: Fortune? Hey, that's fun. That's very fun. it, It requires the knowledge of Uncharted is all.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: Maybe it can just be something like... um, Decking around in tombs. (laughs) How about the legend of Tom's gold? Um, uh, How about the temple of gold? The temple of of doom. The 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 temple (laughs) of (laughs) gloom. The temple of gloom. The The temple of gloom. Welcome to my melancholy palace.
1: I mean that that's just what I call my my house most <laughs> yeah. days. Welcome to my temple
0: of gloom. Welcome to my temple of gloom. That's very good. <laughs> I hope you're ready to have a very sad time. <laughs> I once uh Tom used to work at uh a game a so a, a, a retail store which sells video games here in the UK mm. and uh I often had hardware traded in people trading in old ps2s for a store credit and one day someone traded in a ps2 and you have to check that like they work first you have to like open it up power it on check that it loads a game and uh this guy passed me his ps2 and so i like plugged it in and it's there on the desk and i and i ejected the port and i had it standing up um at the time and out fell a dvd that simply read Indiana Bones and the Temple of Poon. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just went, like oh, red God. as a beetroot. And I was like, oh, is, is this your DVD? He's like, no, 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 no. And I was like, all right, well, I'll, just, wow. I'll, I'll just take that with the PS2 then. I can't give mean, any extra is- credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. He, Incredible. Like, he should have just owned it at that point. Like, ah, some pranksters stuck cheap porn into my PS2 you should have just been like yes I pay for my porn I am a connoisseur (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> i and realize what? this is the 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 age of of a uh, of free internet
0: porn but no i'm a i'm a fancy guy i like to shove up <laughs> like, maybe that was it maybe he was actually like it was like meant to be a power play like see if anyone would notice like oh no oh this proof of my disposable income's just fallen out for all to see uh, and what's <laughs> is that my bank statement tucked in as well under the cd <laughs> tray oh heavens
1: <laughs> how about we have then Indiana,
0: roll them bones. Roll them bones. Oh, there is something good in roll the bone. Oh, yeah. Indiana, roll them bones. <laughs> it's like, a, it's, it's an order. It's a command. Indiana, roll them bones. Yeah, exactly. Or it could be Indiana
1: Jones, roll them bones. I mean, just to go the whole hog. How about
0: <laughs> Indiana Jones, roll those dice. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana how about why is it always cards <laughs> how about the curse of Tom Carmen T- of tomton T- card- two tom Moon. two tom carmoon Two tom car that, tom two tom car- in the,
1: game card cardmun? <laughs> that is that is a real butchering of his name and i do like it a lot the curse, the curse of, to of tom two tom cardman cardman it's not bad. It's not bad. I think we have to go with it. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with the. Code. I'm just writing it down so I can see what it looks like. Two Tom Cardman, or maybe the, maybe the tomb of Two Tom Cardman. <laughs> the tomb of Two Tom Cardman in Tooting. <laughs> oh God. um Yeah, I think this is our name.
0: Tomb of Two Tom Cardman. Fantastic. We're locked in. Okay, then, Tom, let's play the game. So before I... uh, I will be your um, tomb master. Mm, Let's trademark that real fast. (laughs) I'll be your TMTM. Uh, And as we mentioned (laughs) before, and we're just very quickly to play the game for now, uh, using... You've just rolled up, I believe, a... DD character for us tom we're going to use those necessary I skills
1: and such have indeed using the classic uh 3d6 for each of the uh the the standard stat array i have rolled a character okay well in that case introduce me to your character okay i shall uh so i'm going to be playing uh charlene Shaw, uh, a british woman of, of jamaican descent who who trained uh much of her early life as an art historian um but has recently turned to something of a, a life of crime, kind of justifiable crime perhaps to some, uh, specifically targeting um, private collections of what she has seen through her research to be like historically misappropriated uh, works of art or, uh, or kind of, um, you know, artefacts of, of, of the past. Uh, you know uh, across the the various homes of the remaining landed gentry of uh, this this fair isle Um, she is she's a an interesting person she she also uh focuses on on taking a lot of dance classes um, and as a result has a pretty good dexterity but she has fairly terrible allergies uh, (laughs) and as a result has a pretty atrocious constitution Fantastic, uh, Tom. So if you if you want those stats, if anyone's listening really cares about going into the details of the stats, she is strength eleven, dexterity sixteen, constitution five, uh, wisdom eight, uh, intelligence ten, charisma twelve, uh, and she has seven hit points.
0: Fantastic stuff, Tom. Well, let me begin your tale now. Ooh. Recently, one of your best ways to locate these uh, private collectors, as it were, is to just sort of, you know, uh, see which people tend to quickly appear with money around dig sites. Um, Mm. You see which people come sniffing around as soon as uh, a bit of wealth is uncovered deep in the ground. And recently, a name that seems to have been keep cropping up. Everywhere you've popped along to some of these uh, excavation sites for the last year or so, People have sort of begrudgingly, and perhaps with a little bribery as well, given you up the name of Isaiah Gold. Isaiah Gold. Uh, and you've struggled a great deal to ascertain much about this man. He's a very wealthy individual who uh lives out in Devon. He's got a, a large manor house. Uh and he very much keeps himself. He's got like a, a large uh fence which, you know, surrounds his property. But you've recently snuck in uh after some good tips that he was hiding some some uh interesting relics that he was something of a collector you've snuck in and you've retrieved uh two rings that look strikingly similar these were in like the, the depths of his private vault as it were uh both are open backed rings uh each set with a large jewel as well one is set with a ruby and one is set with an emerald. And not only are they open-backed, but you can also like look through that open back to see the gem itself. And, mm. and you're not entirely sure what you have here yet. Uh, you are pretty sure they are of old English make. Interesting. Okay. But, you know, there's something about this. And I'll tell you, we'll, <laughs> we'll kick it off where you've gone along to meet with an old friend of yours who... Uh, is something uh, like, of an appraiser. Is that the term? Oh, uh, yeah, sure, uh, sure, A historian, sure. an appraiser who seems to know absolutely everything there is about such things. And let's, let's start us off there. So you feel free to tell me, the, make up your own idea of the name and your relationship with this individual. Okay, I think her name is Elena Ivanovich and I think she
1: used to work at the British Museum as a curator of the 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 kind of Anglo-Saxon and early English like archaeology section. Mm-hmm. Um but was was kicked out for some some controversial views. Um uh, especially uh, around like around like private collections and things as well. Uh, much more myself and I think we've sort of previously frequented sort of similar uh forums like things on, on the internet I think we just know each other uh, originally through that like we used to we used to sort of uh populate these same kind of communities online uh and I've I've kind of maybe over the years I've known her eventually confided her my secret in her that that uh that I that I do uh steal well how can I put it uh, reappropriate <laughs> um, misappropriated items from from certain collections, uh, such that they they can either be seen by the public or, or at least taken out of the hands of, of of people who who are taking them away either for for vain or, or other or other reasons. Mm. Um, uh, and I think that uh, she also has uh, Elena has also acted as my uh, fence a number of times. I think she she she's able to sort of. Um, maybe send some of the things I find off to like other museums, or uh, you know, uh, across the world. Like you know, maybe I've stolen uh, some of the Br- Benin bronzes before that have that were <laughs> taken from the the ancient kingdom of Benin, and she sort of has found contacts at museums back in uh, back in Benin to to return these things to um, in exchange for a little bit of recompense for my troubles. Um, but yeah, that's that's I think that is her. So sure. I think maybe she. She has like a she has like a store in in central London somewhere mm-hmm. where she where she a private shop uh, maybe upstairs. It's kind of one of those those shops that uh isn't really on ground level. You kind of have to know about it to go there. Uh, but she is kind of respected as one of the finest in the biz. So I think I uh, I think I uh, open up her door and, and saunter into her room and I'm like uh, Elena, are
0: you in? Charlene, darling, so very good to see you. However, are you? Hey, hey, good to see you too. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty good, thanks. Uh, shitty weather though, huh?
0: Mm, I've just finished making a pineapple upside down cake. Won't you have a slice? Uh, yeah, sh- sure. Very good. <laughs> uh, 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 Rupert, and she sort of claps her hands and uh, her husband Rupert sort of comes out and uh, he goes, uh, get us some cake, won't you, darling? He's like, oh, yes, certainly. I think I'm like a, so, so listen, I, I've got something... Uh,
1: to to show you, yes, you, know, you
0: called me all oh, quite enough frizzle, didn't you? What what seems to be the issue? What's got you so hot and bothered? Well, it's it's
1: one of those things I you know find on my 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 sideline, uh, <gasps> my, my side oh, job, goody. I do love toys and trinkets. Yeah, well, well, this time I'm actually uh, bringing two of them to you, and I sort of draw from my pocket these 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 two these two rings. I'm like, I, I think that. They're the old English, something you'd be interested in, but I've
0: never seen anything like these before. You place them into her hands, and she has a, a pair of glasses, thin-framed glasses, sort of hanging from a chain around her neck, and she puts them up onto her nose and sort of peers through at them. And she sort of gently puts her hand to her mouth and says, My word, wherever did you find these? Ah. <sighs> you sure you want to know, Elena? That
1: that might put you in a bit of a compromised position. I simply must. Uh, I don't think he's going to be
0: best pleased when he finds out. Oh, you need say no more. I think you've let the cat out the bag already. Yes, that old devil seems to keep all the best things to himself, doesn't he? Isaiah Gold. Precisely. I'd honestly started to think that these weren't real at all. And they, were, they were just myth. It's just what you have here are rings of... The Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> the Knights of the Round Table? <laughs> that's made up. Yes, I know. That's that's what
1: they want you to believe. Uh, y- <laughs> so what? You're telling me all
0: of that was real? The the sword in the stone? Merlin? Arthur? She pulls out a... Uh, she, she, she pushes you into a, sort of a, a separate room where she has some, some very old texts sort of kept in some cabinets and uh she picks up one and puts on some some sort of static free gloves and some forceps and is turning some pages uh of this old text and sure enough there's some like lovely uh pressings of wood carvings here of like gallant knights and there's one again of of a a selection of knights all holding their swords out over a round table on the next page there is some very like exceedingly Accurate drawings of three rings. That's them. That that's these rings. Precisely. I I never was entirely sure that they were real, but it sounds like you've found two of the rings right here, my dear. Well,
1: she saw. So I look. I look down at them. I'm like, well, where's the third one?
0: Says well, it was said that in his dying moments, King Arthur gifted three rings, one to each of his three most trusted knights. Galahad, Lancelot, and Percival. You have two of them here, and the other one, uh, well... And she equally sort of flicks on a light of another cabinet, uh, the one next to the one you're currently looking at, and sitting on a a delicate cushion is a third ring, this time set with a blue stone. And she says, your timing is bizarre. I was just waiting for the uh, representative of the Museum of Natural History to come by and confirm this item themselves. Where, where did you get that? I picked it up at a car boot sale of all places. <laughs> I recognised it instantly, and I've shown it to a few people, and they all think I'm bomb and they all insist it's a fake. But let me show you how I know it's not. And she lifts up the cabinet and pulls out the ring. And like I said, it's open backed, and you can see the gem through the back of the ring. And uh, she holds it up to the light bulb, and the light bulb in the room shines through the ring. And as the light passes through the gemstone, it, it lights up on the floor uh, what looks like some very strange like the cutting of the gem makes out some very crude shapes and lines on the floor is that is that some kind of map it's part of a map my darling and i think you've just found the missing pieces
1: well and i I immediately start holding them up to the to the light as well you
0: line the rings up and eventually you make out like a beautifully intricate, and as the three colours, red, blue, and green here, all intermingle, it's this gorgeous rainbow uh, of colours spread out across the room. As the lines all form into a map, uh, you notice the coast of the north of Cornwall. Uh, the topography is very well detailed, and there's very clearly, at very centre point, is, is Tintagel, and you can see the symbol of a sword very clearly laid out in the map.
1: Tintagel. Tadjal Castle, but that place has been excavated to the ends of the earth. There's still something
0: hidden beneath it? She says, Charlene, it could just be a wild goose chase, but if these rings are genuine, then I think you're really onto something here. And she p- puts all three of the rings back into your palm and says, you're the only one I trust to investigate this for me here, Charlene. I mean, I,
1: I, I'm... I'm just a a thief. I, I, I'm no kind of archaeologist. I I did some art history, but this is this is beyond
0: me. But if what you're saying is true, then he says Isaiah. will have already seen two parts of the map. It won't take him long to work out what the third part was missing. You need to move fast. If Isaiah finds whatever is here, we don't. Th- I don't think we're ever going to see it. Gosh, you're right. Well, I'm not
1: letting Aziah get his hands on it. That guy's taken up everything already. I, I don't know what to what end, but uh, absolutely. I, I I'll hop on the next train. And uh I think I think I'm like do you do you have any idea what the sword
0: might represent? Uh she said she says, "Well, this is Arthurian legend, darling. I can only think of one thing of note." Excalibur. Excalibur. <laughs> um so At which point how Rupert goes knock knock I got cake. <laughs> Pineapple upside down cake. <laughs> like, There's no time, the Charlene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh. I um, I'm so sorry. Um well, I think before I go I should try and do some some research.
0: You you said maybe the the natural history museum had some knowledge about this. She or? gives you uh, her access card that she has to museum herself. It's an old one from when she was curator and she says this should get you access to whatever it is you want to see. Good luck my dear. Thank you Elena. I I, I won't let you down. Godspeed
1: darling, godspeed. Uh, I give her a, a hug and uh, and head out, I guess. Okay. Um And I guess we're heading into phase one, which is research, right? Entirely, yes.
0: Let's leave this for now. And let's just assume you've done research. And I'm going to give you three points. Three of these preparation points, which you can use to understand which room you're in. As okay, necessary.
1: so I think I, I think I would have maybe visited, like you say, the Natural History Museum and maybe the British Museum, the British Library, and and found out various other bits of information. I've got, yeah, three pieces of information that seem vague about, about some kind of rumours or legends of things that existed below Tintagel Castle. Yeah. Maybe I found, like, some strange rock deposit that was found below it in the Natural History Museum. And, yeah, in the British Library I found some old, like, text of describing some experience of some i don't know some cornish tin miner who happened to dig into something and then and yeah in the the british museum i found some strange uh some strange tablet or something that has some uh, carvings on it uh, and i i will head from there to the to down to cornwall i guess down to
0: Tiltagel. exactly that and you arrive and it's late <clears throat> autumn and the wind is howling over the cliffs here as you're looking out over the sea you got your jacket on it's it's blooming cold and one of the things that you came across upon your research was like an old story um, from an old tin miner talking about uh, the, the, the hand in the wall. And it said that there was a particularly hard um, sort of rock deposit they came to, which was, uh, they had a hard time uh, getting through Uh mixes of iron as well. Um, and there was like a crude, what seemed like a, a hand, like reaching out from the wall. Uh and they just kind of you know ignore mm. and a lot of sort of folk stories onto it. And sure enough, I think you um hop under. There's like some uh, chains around like a, a staircase down to the, the coast saying, you know, closed for the for the winter. But you just sort of like hop under and you make your way into this cave, and sure enough, you find crudely reaching out, it looks like it's been eroded a fair bit over time and a few people sort of touching it and inspecting it. There is a hand uh, reaching out. The the thumb and little finger are sort of curled inwards, and it's almost like there's, there's three right. fingers like in a claw motion. Well, I think I, I know what to do. I sort of, I sort of look at this. You lick and I'm all like, three uh... of the fingers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this yeah. must be the way.
0: <laughs> 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 I've prepared for this. Uh,
1: instead, I, I I place upon the fingers, uh, saying, "Like, I hope you're right about this, Elena. Uh, the three rings she has provided. Well, the two rings I got,
0: and the third one she has provided me." Uh, onto this, this crude hand. You slip them on, and as the third one takes its position uh, on this stone hand's finger, you hear the sounds of whirring from behind this rock face, and the three fingers slowly sort of curl inwards, uh, and and the whole hand seems to peel back as the stone gives way and, and moves inwards, revealing the entrance into a forgotten area
1: okay cool so i think i think i'm wearing like an odd combination of like of like hiking gear that like that i had at the back of my like closet in central london <laughs> uh, and also like have a backpack with some of the uh some of the uh burglary gear i have like ropes and stuff and uh, uh and equipment that i've sort of like slung together to try and uh to try and wake down down here so yeah i'll, I'll light my i'll light my torch uh just a regular you know uh battery operated torch mm-hmm. uh and uh, and gaze down and, and
0: head on into into our tomb okay so you head on in so as we discuss in the game development essentially uh you're heading now into the very first room and if you imagine a line left to right of, of four squares or four cards you have three unknown rooms to have to see and then the fourth one along is the treasure is what you're looking for but it may be that you yeah. can't get it. so i'm now going to start i'm going to re- find out what exactly you encounter first Okay, um, you walk down a long corridor, stone corridor, and as you shine the torch up along the wall, you can see there are uh, indents made into the wall, depicting and, and, and paints or smeared into them, showing uh, a, a gallant King Arthur astride a Strider horse followed by his knights, uh, and there's crude depictions, various legends of his, of his great doings. And eventually, at the end, you come to three stone doors, each one with a different depiction on it. Uh, one of them shows King Arthur removing his crown uh, mm. and handing it down to uh, another man, so giving up his crown to, to someone else. Uh, the the second one shows a uh, King Arthur seemingly dead. On his deathbed, in that sort of regal position where he's lying down, he's got the sword in his hands, kind of things. And the third one uh, depicts somebody pulling a sword from a stone. Interesting.
1: Okay. Do I notice any kind of um, like looking at these pictures? Do I notice any, notice any clear incongruities? In anything? Anything in these like scenes that are uh, that seem odd? Sure. Or, or? Give me
0: an investigation check.
1: Okay, cool. Uh I got a total of twelve.
0: Uh twelve is good. I think on that you notice that on the third door, on the far right. The sword from the stone. The sword from the stone. Although the sword is being held aloft in one hand, you notice in the other hand of this person that's down at their side, there just seems to be like what appears to be. You know, like on the original poster for Star Wars, The New Hope, when like Luke's hauling up the lightsaber, but it's kind of just like Um like a stick with like a load of light exploding out from it. Yeah. it looks like they're holding that in their offhand, pointed down at the floor. Got he's got an offhand lightsaber.
1: Yeah. So his his main weapon is an Excalibur, and then he has an offhand <laughs> lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think uh, I just shake my head and I'm like greedy, <laughs> greedy King Arthur. I jewel <laughs> wielding Excalibur and a lightsaber. No,
0: anyway, that's all the clues I'm giving you. <laughs> that's all the clues I'm giving. Okay. You on the Twelve.
1: Can I? Go back and look at the other freezes down this this corridor just quickly and see whether there's any, like, clear, like, uh, like theme or pattern to them.
0: Or Sure. I think one thing you notice, actually, is that from left to right, as you move closer along this passageway, further right, closer to these three doors, you notice a few um, sort of some famous landmarks, like a few castles you recognise, and eventually you realise that quite close to the end, there looks what you're pretty sure is just like a crude depiction of Big Ben. What? And on the okay. very end, you see what is very clearly seems to be a depiction of Leicester Football Club winning the premiership. <laughs> <laughs> They're there I think I, I holding think their trophy aloft. I
1: tap I tap, <laughs> I tap my lips and I'm like, Either Merlin was gifted the greatest (laughs) art of prophecy (laughs) to such a great extent that he could foresee such an outrageous outcome, or someone's been down here recently. (laughs) Um, uh, And I think I'll, I think I'll, um... Hmm. Giving up crown, death, sword from stone with lightsaber.
0: Um... You also notice that the figure holding the Excalibur and lightsaber also seems to be a woman as well.
1: Oh shit. I'm going to take a I'm going to take like a strange leap of of intellect here and say that the odd one out is clearly this woman with the with the sword. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm going to guess that maybe maybe this is the maybe this is like the true like like king or 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 you know, uh, liege here. Maybe maybe the true Excalibur is that lightsaber. Maybe there's some kind of falsehood to the other to the other narrative. This this dead this dead man king, and maybe this this woman is in fact the truth that the the, the knights of the round table were supposed to know about. So I'm gonna maybe push
0: that door and see if I can and, and go through it. Okay, you you push the door and shove it. It gives, and you walk on through. And as you push it, like it's quite stiff and hard. And as you push it to the end you feel like it's almost like some flint sparks and at first like every part of you freezes but all it seems to do is light a sconce that's already in the wall there and it just lights another corridor leading down phew (laughs) thought i was going to explode there (laughs)
1: um all right well i guess i will move forward into the the next room fantastic you
0: move further right so you emerge into a room which has a, a door left and right and ahead of you Uh, There just seems to be a rock face into a large pit. You can just about make out the sound of uh, some uh, water down below. Uh, And there is also a a stone statue here up against the side of the wall gesturing uh, outwards towards, with one hand gestures out over towards the the leap, and with the other hand is going like... (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like they don't know, or like, or like, don't do that. It's like, hey,
1: <laughs> chasm, huh? What do you think of that? So one arm is just kind of weirdly shrugging, and the other one is like magnificently gesturing. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess I'll go over and take a take a look at that. Their statue first. Okay, uh, give me an investigation check. Okay, uh, I get a a stunning. Uh, 11.
0: 11, it seems to be like just standard stone statues. There's nothing about it. You don't see any mechanism built into this.
1: Okay. Does it appear to be like a man or a woman? Or?
0: Uh, a man, you, you, it seems to be. But it's not
1: particularly detailed. Okay, well, I, I guess... I guess I have to check out that, that chasm. <laughs> um, I head over to it and, like, kind
0: of look, like, over the lip, nervously. There's nothing you particularly see. Like, it just goes into the, the dark expanse. It's a pretty, even you sort of get like, ooh, a like shiver as you look over at the long fall down. How big is the chasm? Like, do they look like there's something at the other side nothing There's nothing You sort of shine your torch up and it just seems to be like rock face. Can I shine my torch down and see if anything, there seems to be anything at the bottom? Uh, it's too deep down. there. I think it just kind of, you know, the, the torch isn't strong enough. Jeez, that was a deep hole. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Am I truly blocked or is this some kind of, some kind of trickery? I will maybe I think I'll, I think this is the first time I will spend an asset and see what see what I see what I glean about the uh about this this room.
0: Okay, you remember uh, sort of uh, notes in an old abbot's journal about how uh King Arthur was very disillusioned with those that would sort of deify him and uh he speaks of uh, how he he knew someone was helping construction of a, of, a, of a grand tomb site who uh place essentially just like a fake challenge uh something that you know to bring misfortune to those that were expecting more than is actually there that look for something where there's oh, nothing okay
1: okay okay so this is yeah some kind of uh
0: some kind of blockage of uh of I don't know wisdom or something it's exactly Ooh. that. Like, it, 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 I'll tell you now, it is, yeah, a, a blockage, and essentially it was one around suspicion. So what I would have played is if you tried to investigate, ah, okay. if you tried to, like, climb yeah. out, I would have had that the rock face would have probably, like, broken away or something.
1: No, that, that makes sense. And it does seem like it's, uh, yeah, you, you, it's designed to raise suspicion, isn't it? Okay, well, in that case, I will go south, I reckon. South,
0: okay. Okay, I push open the door to the south. You head on through, and uh, once again, there is a... a door a wooden door that moves to the east in the direction you want to be going but it seems to be barred at the moment there's like a a stone blockage in the way of it and there is a simple wooden table uh in front of you with uh like this this very elegant glass marble sitting atop the table okay okay so can I can I go and have a quick inspect of this this stone blockage of the of the of the doorway Sure thing. Yeah, you, you go and have a look, and the stone seems to be like built into it, heads into the water. It looks like there's some kind of mechanism that ah, would, okay. would lift it up to to let you through. Huh. Well, I guess I better check out that marble,
1: uh, and I head back over and uh, and have a look at this this table. I tried to touch it first, just like
0: get close with my eyes and have a look into the marble if I can. You head over, and um, as you sort of walk close to the table, you feel something sort of like go underneath your foot. And three large cups come down on the table. One of them goes over the marble. Oh, God. <laughs> and then... I, I do my best to keep track. These point the, cups start the cup. moving the cups all around. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. At one point, it does a little trick where, like, one cup pulls up and, like, whoa, whoa and I pass it through into another cup. There's a few little tricks oh going God. on. It's very impressive. <laughs> and then finally, it comes to a rest. Well, Damn. Uh, can I roll, like, some kind of perception check to see if I managed to follow? give me a DC 10 perception check. Uh, okay. I did it, though. I got a... I got 12 minus 1. I got, uh, 11. You just kind of, like, awkwardly prod one of the cups, and it falls over, revealing the marble, and you hear, like, a... Yes! noise. (laughs) (laughs) I guess King Arthur was really into shell games for some reason. (laughs) There's, like, a... (laughs) worry as the the stone barricade (laughs) is pulled up, and as it reaches the top, like, a Another, it's like a rotating stone cylinder at the top that twists around to reveal. There's like a crude picture of King Arthur, like two thumbs up. <laughs>
1: i love the idea that they're like they're one of the main travails of the of the the knights of the round table (laughs) ah before you can earn your ring
0: (laughs) thine must overcome my shell game genius the sharpest eyes in the left (laughs) to be fair like it (laughs) perhaps in old england times when you know there was no very good eye care abilities, just being able to like follow Mm. a ball was probably quite a terrible Vitamin A deficiency, or whatever,
1: <laughs> struggling to keep up with the, uh, the
0: the the movement of the ball.
1: Okay, I I will I will do a thumbs up back to King Arthur
0: and head head further into the tomb. You head on through. I'm now going to reveal the next one. Okay, you head on through, and as you do so, uh, you shine up your torch, and once again, another sconce lights up here, and mm-hmm. there seems to be like a a couple of bookcases in this room and you're you're working your way through the stacks and it sounds like a (gasps)
1: oh heavens uh...
0: I just scream I'm like (laughs) Ah! (laughs) he
1: goes Ah, we're both pointing at each other <laughs> I I'm like i think i like i like drop the uh drop the torch uh and like you know in the darkness i'm like who's there who's there oh. I, I scramble for the scramble to set off the torch just grab it and uh point it in the direction of this sound
0: oh d- fear not noble knight it is i sir galashin G- galashin galashin I, i've i've heard of galahad but uh Yes, I'm a very unknown knight of the round table. So unknown that I don't have my own dedicated Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, I mean, are you in *La Arthur or I don't know what that is. I, I haven't got that book here. He gestures to, to all the books. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh uh it's it's it's
1: been a while, so, you know, maybe yeah, I guess I guess you just got forgotten in the, the Wikipedia page. I mean we can we can add one for you, I guess, if you like.
0: That'd be really um, cool, thanks. Um I, I just put in <laughs> loads of cool stuff. Say I was really good at archery and sword fighting. I mean, is is that true? They'll they'll want citations. Uh <laughs> Say I was the wiser knight. Indeed, that is why Merlin placed a magical spell on me here, that I might live forever within these four walls, existing to test the wisdom of any knight who would come to claim Excalibur. Oh.
1: This tomb has Excalibur
0: in it? Yeah. I, I,
1: I hadn't dared hope. I, I guess it makes sense now, based upon
0: all of the previous clues... <laughs> but, uh, I know it seems unlikely, but perhaps you are the true new king or queen. Can
1: can you just tell me—is Excalibur a glowing sword or is it just a a, a
0: sick-looking sword? It's both at the same time. It Sh- shines shit. with the light of a billion suns. <laughs> like, whoa. The- <laughs> And he sort of pulls his hands up as he sort of moves the torch around the room. And he's like, oh, the More? light of a trillion suns!
1: <laughs> uh, I think maybe you've been in this, this place for some time and are bad at estimating the number of lumens <laughs> emitted from my Mac light It's very dark in here. It's true. <laughs> and you see his eyes are
0: really fucked up indeed. <laughs> I guess that explains why you guys were so bad at the show. Uh, his, game. his beard is like so mad; it looks like he's been like trimming it just by like chewing off bits of his beard. Oh God! Anyway, he says, uh, "I've got a riddle for you. Well, a puzzle, I suppose. Uh, and if you can do it, then well, I, I'll let you into the next room. I've got the key. G- great, great. Fire away, Galishin. Okay. Do you want? Do you want a pencil and paper? And he sort of gestures to like
1: a. a pad these he got uh sure I, I try and take them if they, do they just
0: crumble to dust in my hands uh he says okay here we go king arthur merlin sir lancelot guinevere and i sir galashin all decide to go to their favorite restaurant they sit down at a round <laughs> table for five and as soon as they do lancelot says what <laughs> We've sat around the table in age order. What are the odds of that? Merlin smiles and he says, this is easily solved without any magic. He then shares the answer. What did he say the odds were?
1: <laughs> the odds of you arranging yourselves in, in age order. Okay, so this is... uh, This is one combination of... Uh, um, uh, I mean, I guess it's it's one out of. I can't do this
0: math in my head. Should I? I think I think you you pull out your phone and just bring out the calculator app and he's like, God, a portal to another realm,
1: a gift of Merlin, perhaps?" Uh, no, th- this this is uh, a gift of Apple or, or Steve Jobs, maybe. I am not
0: familiar with the man of the Apple. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, so, okay, so the first one is, is, say, so King sits anywhere, then, so let's say A is, let's just, age order A, B, C, D, E, uh, so one, A can go anywhere, let's say, uh, and then the odds of, uh, so what we need to think about is then B sits, what are the odds that either...
0: So Galashan's up watching, he's like, is it all right if I just... Go, I'm actually doing something else. Do you want me to just leave you to it for a bit?
1: Uh, yeah, thanks for the paper. I'm going to need That's this. That's okay. Um, just give us a
0: shout when you think you got it. I'll be sat over there.
1: Uh, um, I, I don't know. I guess, like, a round table, two on either side. It could be either case... I don't know. Maybe like four factorial somehow. Like one over four factorial. I don't know.
0: One over twenty-four. He says, "No, no, sorry. That that's not it." Um, look, <laughs> uh, no, I tell you what. Have you got any food? I'm very hungry. <laughs> I think. I think she's just like.
1: Um, I have this this boost bar with biscuit and caramel
0: in. He says, "Oh." That- i don't suppose I could have a bit. <laughs> you can have the whole thing, mate. Oh, jeez! And he gets goes right now. Look, it's it's quite simple actually. And he draws a little circle with five seats. And he goes, "Now, obviously, the eldest can sit wherever he wants. No worries there. <laughs> now, there's then a one. There's a two in four chance that the second eldest sits in the right place next to the eldest. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So one half there. Yes. Then there's Uh, three seats left, so there's a one-in-three chance of the third eldest.
1: Of the next person. Yes. Yep, and then again, one-in-two, and then it's a definite thing for the last one.
0: Yes! So that's, what, one-in-twelve? Yes! And he picks up a bell and just starts (laughs) ringing it loudly. Ding, 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 (laughs) ding. He's like, I have waited so long for someone to come and answer... The ingenious riddle of Sir Galashin. Truly its complexity has baffled many.
1: (laughs) Wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I fucked it up the first time, so...
0: Yeah, you did fuck it up, but it was quite a tricky one. I thought I'd give you another go. Anyway, that door there goes on to Excalibur, and he sort of jests over to a door that's not not even locked. <laughs> I guess i okay, see you on the other side, Galashin. See ya! Uh, and do you head on further right? Yeah, I guess I do. Okay, I'll now unveil the next card. You enter through the door and uh, again come into a a Lit room, there's another desk, and sat behind this desk, it's yet another bloody old night. And you're like, Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> and, uh, and the man looks at you, he's got some little glasses, and he goes, Ah, I see you managed to make it through the ingenious riddle of Sir Galashin. I mean, I, I guess... Uh, how many of you old dudes are down I'm here? I'm not sure. We're not allowed
1: to leave our rooms, you'll see. This seems like a, a real shitty way to spend the last thousand years. <laughs> yes, I know, isn't it? <laughs> I am Sir Hector. <laughs> Ector. <laughs> Ector. Uh, well, a uh, uh, pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm Elena. How are you doing, Elena? I mean... Well, I didn't think any of this stuff would be down here. Are there. you having
0: a nice time in His Majesty's tomb? Yeah, seems pretty good yeah. so far. It's must be quite tiring though, mustn't
1: it? No, uh, I'd I started to give myself a, a, a boost bar. G- Galishin was making it look so good, so I'm, I'm good. Good for a while here. High
0: on that sugar rush. Uh, oh, well, would you like a glass of mead to help pass the time? mead yes uh, <laughs>
1: no I think I should keep a clear head
0: why are you laughing like come, that come sit with me a while and share like, he pulls out two mugs and, uh, and he has a <laughs> and he has like a, a jug as well he's like aren't you just absolutely parched Charlene <laughs>
1: I'm like, a, I'm like, a, I'm like, looking around the room. I'm like, I, I mean, I've got a water
0: bottle right here. I'm, I'm fine. As you look around the room, you can see Sir Galishin is like peering through the door as well. He's like chewing on the boost bar with like caramel caught up in his beard. <laughs> Good, right, Galishin. He sort of gives a thumbs up. Woo. Is it? All right. Is it hot here? And you can see he sort of reaches under the desk and sort of is like playing with something. You see, like the sconces get like even. Uh, more aggressive in the room. And it's actually getting quite warm now. You're very warm in your jacket. It's like, oh, if I was you, I'd be really thirsty.
1: I uh, I uh, I unscrew the top of my water bottle and have a sip. He's like uh, Yeah oh.
0: I'm okay. Well um <laughs> it's good that you're prepared. Why don't we toast to how prepared you are I like I like hold up
1: the water bottle and uh go to cheers him. He's like no drink my meat <laughs> <laughs> you seem very insistent about me drinking your mead. I think it would like, be
0: really good for you. To
1: to be perfectly honest, Hector, you're kind of coming on a little strong, like, and you kind of seem like a bit of a creep. Oh, oh so,
0: darling! Darling! Oh, darling. <laughs> oh and galishan as that he's like trying to eat the wrapper of the booth <laughs> don't don't eat the wrapper that's not food it's just oh god <laughs> uh, I, I'll be, see the caramels like, actor, stuck, actor, the sticky bits on the wrapper Is i like, got stuck in like between his teeth actor, actor, i'll be one minute I, I don't want him
1: to choke I, I, I rush back and i i i you know remove the wrapper from his beard and his his thing and sort of uh Chuck, he plays, pie. he's like pie.
0: oh thanks you charlie i, I feel so silly
1: <laughs> that's that's a right Galishin. i mean i've fucked up your maths bottle, sir so. Hector comes over like,
0: perhaps you'd like to wash that down sir Galishin.
1: he's like oh look Galishin, i i don't think i don't think you should trust anything from sir ector he seems very insistent about someone drinking his his Almost definitely <laughs> spiked me. <meat. laughs> I mean, <laughs> who said like, anything I about a spike in the mug? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I've been around a lot of dodgy people in in London, and you just get a feel for for you know when people want you to drink something with an excessive force of will. I, I'm just like, I'm not comfortable, Sir Ector, Okay,
0: <laughs> fine. He just goes sit, he sits back on the desk. He's like, well, I mean, it's here if you change your mind. Thanks. Now, where's the door to this room? I want to go north so I can get to the treasure. Oh, it's uh, that one there. And he just gestures to a basic wooden door that heads north to actually also the final square.
1: Thank you, Hector. Um, I, I'm sorry I wouldn't drink your meat, but, you know, if, if you want to share a drink of mead another time, I, I'll bring the bottle And, you know, I see where it's come from. Maybe maybe we can have a drink together then.
0: That sounds pleasant. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, And I'll head to the northern (laughs) door and open it. So you head on through. (laughs) Let me draw the card then. Ah, marvellous. And sure enough, you emerge into, like, a large chamber. And as you're sort of... uh, eyes adjust. You know, there's like a very high up there seems to be like a, a a gap in the uh tall ceiling of this chamber where some natural light seems to be coming through, very high up. Mm-hmm. And as you look around, there seems to be like a good 20 or 30 stones all with their own swords in them. Oh. Okay. And, uh, in a chair, looking down on, like, a dais, looking over all of these, there is what seems to be the skeleton of a king.
1: Hmm. So I'll cast my eyes across the, the various swords, all of them in their the, the stones. Do any of them,
0: like, have any... I mean, I'm guessing they're, they're all, like, a little bit different. Exactly that. Each hilt is in inside different, either inlaid with different gems or of different precious metal around them.
1: Well, I think I remember the the, the frieze that was on the door on the way in. Mm-hmm. Uh the 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 sword being held behind uh in the hand uh in like you know behind the the throne almost uh and i think i will go up and expect behind the the throne
0: <laughs> sure enough, you go behind the throne and like the, one of the hands of the skeleton of king arthur is like the, ha- the that hand is like around the back of the throne
1: you <laughs> go <new KRL>. cleverly <laughs> hidden only the wisest of knights would ever, would ever unravel this puzzle. I hid it behind my back.
0: <laughs> sure enough, you find, and you find a mighty sword that seemed to shimmer with a light all of its own well I, I think i'll i'll take this one
1: i mean rel i look i look at it relative to the the light that it's casting off relative to my torch You'd say it's about and a I'm factor
0: like, of a thousand out <laughs> right i'm like hmm
1: i guess that makes sense <laughs> trillion billion well
0: here we go and i grasp <laughs> i grasp up excalibur in my hand sure thing it's a bit stiff and you pull it back and um like you have to wrench a bit and finally it suddenly comes loose and you sort of swing around with it Uh, and for a brief moment there as you sort of like wheeled it up in the air there's, if you could sort of snapshot the the image there's you holding the sword aloft as it swings around with your torch in your offhand pointing down at the floor and you realise it was like a perfect prediction of what was to come on the door is it, it was you yourself that you saw on the door Whoa. Um, and that noble moment is short-lived as like the heavy sword swings around and it accidentally like slices straight through a wooden beam <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> and like it starts got through and just then Sir Hector and Sir Galishin come in and one of them's got like a bell and a drum and they're like for she's a jolly good fellow for she- oh what have you done
1: guys you weren't supposed to leave your rooms you'll
0: die but you've got the sword we went to come and congratulate the new oh shit look at this
1: I we, we best get out of here guys oh, there's more boost down. bars on the other side come uh,
0: on I don't know the way
1: and I think I, I try to to lead them back out the way we came but maybe we can leave that for uh, another episode tom. i think
0: so yes tom what did you think of the game
1: uh i really enjoyed it i really i really enjoyed the uh, the dungeon you created tom i thought it was uh, a wonderful place filled with uh, a great many mysteries
0: thank you very much i'm very aware that we didn't really play test the game elements that we came up with, like we didn't really play enough into. No. All we've really done, we haven't really made much, all we've really done is just a table. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was a great deal of fun, (laughs) without a doubt. I think we need to think a bit harder about how to tie in these phases, perhaps. I'm not entirely sure it's, it's... done yet i think we need to give it a bit more thought there
1: no it might have been a bit half baked but uh i like i like the i like the concept and i like the idea and i do really like the idea of having like a you know a randomly generated tomb i really like the thing where i used the asset uh and you sort of explained how i had the information that uh that related to it mm, and how that, that kind of fed in i thought that i thought that was really cool i quite like the idea of it not sort of being actual literal research that i did but you know like um kind of like i just accumulated these assets and then and then was sort of trading them for for knowledge further in um but yeah i think i think i think mechanics wise in, i mean obviously in some ways we cut it short because it's quite a you know it is a full game in yeah a way. Like, yeah and like the, the second half of having it kind of trying to flee back out would have been quite interesting to do i think but yeah unfortunately it's uh yeah unfortunately i don't think yeah i don't think we fully developed the the concept and uh and also, I, I don't think we really fully had time to test it. It was entirely it, so. that.
0: Like, we spent a lot of the development phase just kind of joking around, having a fun time. And it, it just needs a little more... I, I wish, if anything, like, we could just start the whole thing again, because now I'm really interested to like think hard about that element of... like Our idea of where you don't fully know what it is that you're encountering, but like, maybe you've heard rumour, and you're, like, you're aware of what... Just through knowing the rules of the game, you kind of have some inclination of what it might be about. But you're not entirely sure. Hmm. There's something there. I'm just not sure we've fully found it yet, and we'll have to revisit well, sometime. Should we, yeah, should we maybe mark this down as one to come back to in the future? I think so, yeah. There's something there. We just haven't quite got it yet, I don't think. All right.
1: Well, I think I think that I think that would be a fair way to do it. I think we can come back sometime in the near future and, uh, and develop a, a better game than we did today.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for playing it, Tom, nonetheless. Thank you for running it. And thank you also, of course, to the band Call Me Malcolm, as always, for letting us use their lovely music for the intro, outro, and middle tro. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone
1: for listening this far. Uh, If you like what you heard, perhaps you could uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Always goes down a treat. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, just hit us up on social media. We're
0: out there listening. Thank you for listening, (laughs) everyone. Take care and see you again next week. Cheerio. Bye, everyone. See you.